Hello and welcome to another episode of Adam for Baseball. It's August 7th, a Monday night, and Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball right now again. He's been awesome all year, but I just right out the gate, I just want to say thank you to Mookie Betts for uh, winning the week for me last night. I was losing to the first place guy in our one of my leagues, and he's been dominant all year. And I really needed a win, kind of in that fourth place spot, fifth place spot, and I needed a win. And Mookie Betts hitting that home run last night against the Padres put me over for runs and ended up taking it 5-4. Just felt really good. And Mookie Betts is on a 13-game hitting streak. Hasn't been like crazy power, but I mean, it's been good. Like he's been a lot of doubles, I believe. But he's been he's been awesome. Um, honestly, someone who's probably been better hit-wise during that time, maybe even better just altogether, is Sung Kim. He's one game less and he's been hitting really well. And you want to know who might be even better power-wise through that whole time? One of my guys for the Minnesota Twins, Ryan Jeffers. Ryan Jeffers is a catcher for the Twins, if you didn't know. And he's kind of he's kind of hitting, he's coming into what we thought he was as an offensive player. We've seen signs of it. He's a big, strong guy. He, he's very, he's very, he, he's really come a long way in just so many things. Like, his um, his approach to the plate so much better, but his his behind the plate is where I've been really impressed. I think a lot of people are. His ability to block balls has been fantastic. But what he's been doing lately, he's on a 12-game hitting streak. He's got four home runs over that time, and he's got a 756 slugging percentage. Um, he struck out a bit more than Mookie and Hassan Kim has over that time, but he's been very good. And... Um, just kind of been a fun guy if you're looking for a flash in the pan even, just someone to help you. Because there's quite a few guys with hitting streaks out there right now for five games, but you know no one has had in that group has had the power surge that Ryan Jeffers has had. And let me check. I think Ryan – did Ryan hit one tonight? Twins beat the Tigers 9-3. to I think that game just ended because I was listening to it on the radio when I was on my way home. Uh, yeah, Jeffers hit hit one in the first. So I don't know if my stats here are factoring in tonight. I think that might be five home runs in 13 games now. Um, yeah, Ryan goes to – he's batting 291 on the year now. So um, Medi Walner uh, had that big walk-off last night against the Diamondbacks to help the Twins sweep Arizona. And Walner's been – Tearing the cover off the ball, too. Carlos Correa, nice big night for him. After coming, he was, what, 0 for 17, and then he broke that up a couple nights ago, and then he had, or, yeah, and then he had a, he, like, grounded into two double plays yesterday against um, Zach Gallen, and he came back with a big, big hit to put the Twins in the lead late. Yeah, I mean, so when you see that kind of stuff from Carlos and the pitch he hit, pitch he's been struggling on, pitch in, and then he goes and he he breaks up the 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 tie I believe at that time and yeah I think I think he's heading in the right direction. Another guy that's heading heading in the right direction. I don't know if I talked about him last week, but that's Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson is a guy I'm kind of bookending these two because these are two guys I I talked about pretty highly that I thought you should 
pursue as as a shortstop if you didn't want to take a shortstop early. And it's starting to pay off for sure with Dansby Swanson. Um, Carlos, I think, is going to have a great August and September. He always plays well during those months. Dansby is a little bit different of a story here. He's going to be, uh, let's see, Dansby on Yahoo. I have him in my ESPN um, Dynasty League. But he just hit his 17th home run yesterday, I believe. No, the 5th, on the 5th. Uh, he is right now um, 95% rostered, so that's good. Overall rank 142, but I want to look at shortstops in general. So let's go to shortstops for Yahoo. I thought I had that page up. So let's go shortstops, all players, filter, and... I just want shortstop rank. We just want position rank. Can't we just do it by position rank? Uh, maybe not. Anyway, number one in that list. And this is tough because I want just shortstops. This is tough because we have Mookie Betts and then Marcus Semien, who are multi-position players. Bobby Witt Jr., multi-position player. Uh, those guys are all top 20 players. Um, then we have Lindor, Corey Seager, Wander Franco, Nico Horner who's had a lot of runs scored this year for a team that's picking it up with those Cubbies. And yeah, Dansby's, what is he? He's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15th. Wow, I don't think that's true. I have a hard time believing that that's true. They have Matt McClain ahead of him. Must be, well, you know what? Maddie's been really good. I kind of forget how good Matt's been. This is tough, though. Gunnar Henderson's third and short. So any of the true shortstops, just shortstops, you know, would be, I can name them off now, the ranks of the just shortstop position would be Francisco Lindor, Corey Seager, Wander Franco, Bill Bichette, and then Dansby Swanson. Now, that's just not how things work, though, when you're ranking guys out. Technically, all these other guys I named are shortstops. So, according to position eligibility in Yahoo. So, you can't dismiss these other ones. But I can tell you this much Dansby's ahead of Trey Turner. He's ahead of Xander Bogarts. Um, another guy that's kind of surging right now. And I thought it was a big deal the JP Crawford. He, he hit his 10th home run the other day. I believe it was a leadoff home run. Um, yeah, it was a first pitch. And. This kind of makes him, um, I, I don't know. He, I don't think he's hit 10 home runs in a season before. Let's see. Let's take a look at JP. Um, he's, and he is 28 years old. Okay. His first season was 2017. His first full season really wasn't until he got with Seattle because he, he was on a Philadelphia team that wasn't going to play him every day. So, yeah, this is his first year with 10 home runs. Um, it's his, definitely his highest slugging percentage than ever, highest OPS he's ever had. Uh, he's on pace to have um, the most uh, runs scored that he's had in a season, definitely the most walks. I think that's, 
that's kind of the crazy thing is his on-base percentage is 40 points higher than he's ever had in one of a full one of his full seasons with Seattle. Very encouraging sign. This is what you want to see. The, my my thought would be though that this could be you might, are probably in JP's peak years. Um, you know he's if he's 28 this year, then that means he's got a couple more peak years. Now everybody's peak is different, um, but JP obviously is coming into a peak spot in his career. 28 years old, you expect, if you're the Seattle Mariners, to start seeing that. He has uh, 2,250 career um, at-bats. So last year was kind of I, – I thought when they went into the playoffs, um, and he was a little disappointing last year in my opinion, but he had a, a nice run there for a while where I felt like he, he was becoming the guy that they needed him to be. He's a great doubles hitter. Last year he was down on that too because that year before he had 37 doubles and – in 2021 and that's kind of what we expected to see last year but he didn't get that he had he just took a step back plain and simple and part of it was injuries you know uh played 15 less games he just wasn't himself this year um i think he was injured for a while as well because he's 105 games right now so that means he's like on pace to have what like 150 games something like that so if he's at 10 home runs right now, I hope to see him at 15. Um, my biggest gripe with him is he only has one stolen base. It, I, I just have a hard time believing JP isn't a 10 stolen base guy. I think he's a fantastic bench play if you have injuries or you need to fill that utility slot. I, I really do think JP Crawford is, is your guy. He, he just looks really good right now. I love the type of player he is. He's 19% rostered. I think he's a guy you give a look at. He, he's available there. Um, I was talking to my buddy Ruskin last night. I thought a really interesting player is Ahmed Rosario. I saw him hit a pitch that opposite field home run last night um, in San Diego. I just thought it was such an impressive swing. And it was off of Rich Hill. Um, and I just really, really was impressed by the the swing he took and over the last what is it let's see last i don't know i think it's since july 28th he is eight eight four eight four like 27 so he's at that like 300 average and then he's smacked a couple home runs. He has like nine RBIs, and and that's really encouraging if you're if you have him. He's second base, shortstop, and outfield eligible, and he's playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers on a playoff push. And if he can continue to hit like this, it's a it bodes really well for not only the Dodgers but if you're looking to pick up somebody. And he's a little higher owned, and I think a big part of it is because of this surge and because he's with the Dodgers now. But he has 61% rostered. Uh, he's available, I think, in both of my leagues. So he's, let's see. Yeah, he's available in both my leagues, which is is kind of telling. It, it tells me a little bit of what people are focused on. Um, another guy that's kind of been, I feel like, heating up and would be 
Um, Trey Turner. I know that he's been very disappointing. If you have Trey, I don't know if you can be super happy about. Um, I just don't. I just don't think you can be excited. It's been so sad to watch. This guy was brought in to do big things, and he had that big World Baseball Classic. And there was no way you didn't want Trey Turner. He was like consensus, you know, first overall pick. He was, I think he was first pick in both of my Yahoo leagues. And he is batting 238 this year, which is by far, it's going to be the worst season he's ever had. There's no, there can't be a, even when he was a new guy, I can't imagine he had had that bad of a season with Washington. Um, on a, like a full season. Yeah, no. 271 was the worst he'd ever batted for, for a season of any consequence. His first season he came up when he was just a young guy, 27 games, 40 at bat, so that means he was just a pinch hitter. He batted 225, but he was pinch hitting in 2015. He wasn't starting. Now, I, I just don't think you can blame this on the Phillies. I don't think this is like a Phillies problem. It's a great field for him to hit in. And I just really think that he... I haven't heard what it is. He's he's such an interesting player to me. Um, I feel like he's starting to find a swing because I've been watching him a little bit lately. My, my biggest issue is he just had like over 10-game stretch, the last 10 games... He's only had one multi-hit game. That's crazy. That's not Trey Turner. It's just not. But he hit a home run. Um, he's not stealing bases. So he, what does that tell you? And I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there, there's there's stuff I don't know about him. But I would assume he's hurt. Right? I, I, I'm just like really kind of trying to find words to... to he has 21 stolen bases on the year. In my opinion, with the new rules and stuff, there's no reason. If you're Trey Turner and you're having a tough season, and maybe this is the Phillies not knowing how to use him maybe the right way, this guy was an NL East guy, so I feel like that shouldn't be like intimidating to him. Maybe he's having a tough time with this area, being in Philadelphia. That can be tough. Um, I know that fans have been very, like, He's thankful for the fans. He feels like they've been really good to him. And guys are, you know, it's okay to have a down year like sometimes, but this is so out of character for him. But then I start to think about, oh, yeah, he's had a couple years where he wasn't able to stay healthy. This year he hasn't, like, missed time really. So is he playing hurt and not telling anybody? The reason I bring this up is because he – uh you know, for the Minnesota Twins, Joe Ryan finally went on the IL. There was obviously something wrong. He was pitching not well at all. And finally, just the levy broke. And I think they, I don't know if he finally said something or if they confronted him, but he ended up having a groin, groin issue. And he said straight up, he's like, I need to communicate that. I wasn't communicating that, and I need to trust my team, and I need to trust my trainers and doctors and that, that it's okay to come out. Like, there's these guys work so hard to get to the big leagues. 
if when you're not playing, all you can think about, I think sometimes is someone else is getting an opportunity to play better than me and show why they belong, right? And so I think Joe's mentality was just like, I cannot come out. This will work itself out. It'll get better. Is that what Trey's doing? Because they've had Reese Hoskins out for the year. You know, Bryce Harper was coming back from an injury. Um, They just had a really tough season. And he's just like, I got to stay and I got to keep going. Is he playing hurt? I mean, I'm assuming people have asked that. I'm assuming that's a thought right now. Because everything's down for a guy that had everything going for him going to this team. Very interesting. Very interesting situation. Uh, mind you, he is, he just turned 30 years old. You know, when you play the style of ball that he plays and, and all that, you know, he's not the only player to have a real down year this year that's a superstar. Carlos Correa, I want to go back to him. Carlos has had a tough time. I was kind of talking about guys that I think are available in leagues. Obviously, Trey's not, but, uh, you know, I know that people are are not starting Trey in some of their leagues, which is wild to think about. But, like, let's look at Carlos. This is something I talked about with him before. Carlos is – the one thing he's doing very well this year is I, I think he's in a position to be one of the finalists for Gold Glove this year at shortstop in American League. He's been unreal, like – very, very good at short. Um, he has not been scoring runs. He only has 39 runs, which is crazy. His on-base percentage is 295. Slugging's 381. He's just really, really struggling. If it wasn't for his defense, he'd, he would honestly probably have negative war. I mean, defense is saving his butt on any value right now. Uh, but he shows these flashes of, you're like, oh, this is why... This is why he gets paid what he does because you can see those flashes like this guy is a superstar, right? You see that with Trey Turner. Oh, yeah, this guy is a superstar. But these are guys that are having really tough times. So we go to Carlos and we look at his his month by month. And his highest slugging percentage months are June and – what is it? No, it's highest, I'm sorry, highest OPS months are June, May, and September, October. So he didn't, I don't know, I should look and see. Let's see what his splits are for this year then. So we go to 2023. Let's look at what Carlos's months were. His best OPS month was June. Okay, and what was the second best? Uh, May. So this all tracks kind of with, with how he operates. And then his best one, Next should be September, October. He's having a very difficult August. Okay. He had a very down April, which I kind of expected. I don't know. I don't know what to think with him. He, um, I also then look at, at um, batting order, right? He really, none of the spots in the order when he's been first, second, or third has shown a whole lot of difference. But he's had nine games batting cleanup, and he's been very good. So sometimes with guys like him, it just takes that. It takes um, finding finding the right spot for them. They had him third in the lineup tonight. Um, they have Kepler batting cleanup, and, and Max Kepler's been on a tear. Max Kepler's been 
it's so exciting because Max is a guy that we know as Twins fans, what he can do when he's healthy. He's on pace to have probably a 25 home run season now. And if he can just get that average up a little more, he's so worth having on the bench while he's on this tear. So actually, I'm curious, what is what is Max's ownership in Yahoo? That was something I, I, I thought I was – I had some of these in my notes to, like, make sure to pull up. And I just missed some of them. You know, you have a lot of thoughts and you don't get them all. Yeah, Max is up 4%, but he's only 13% rostered. But Max has been on a run uh, that's just like his last month, he's batting 294 with six home runs, 17 runs scored, and 12 RBIs, which gives him 68 rank. So, I mean, he's a top 75 player right now in the past month. And I think even, like, a little better than that since All-Star break. Like, he's been he's been phenomenal. So, actually, yeah, because All-Star break would have been a little shorter than a month, I think. And actually, before All-Star break, I think he was starting to heat up already. Now, one thing I do, I had mentioned hit streaks earlier. When I'm trying to find some guys, like, right now, I'm in a weird spot in one of my leagues, right? Let's go. I'll show you who I have for my utility slots. In this one league I have, um, typically it's Eddie Julian and um, Jose Siri. But um, Jose had the night off, so I had Wilmer Flores in there. I got a lot of utility guys. I have Eugenio Suarez. Thing is, right now I have three guys on the IL. I have Royce Lewis, Jonathan India, and Jared Kelnick. Jonathan India is almost always starting for me. I love that player. I think he's awesome. Royce Lewis, I love what Royce is doing. If those guys can get right and get healthy, then I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. Uh, you know, to I'm just excited to have him back. And. You know, there's players you miss. You're going to have injuries. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of – so I want to find guys – I like looking at hitting streaks because you want you want to find guys that are, are on runs right now. This is a very tough time of the year. You find even in, with pitchers, you start to see some guys like that have not been used to certain workloads – they just start to slow down. So I'm already keeping an eye on that with certain pitchers I have because they haven't pitched this far into a season because they're used to the minor league schedule or they just have never had that kind of workload. So be cognizant of that. Um, I think a guy that I have to keep an eye on with that is um, uh, Tanner Bibby. I like Tanner a lot. He hasn't shown signs of slowing down. But I think... The Guardians might even, I mean, they're going to consider that, right? Some of these guys are going to get a little bit longer rest. Um, they might get an extra day of rest. They might, uh, you know, not have as long of starts. Things are going to change, you know. Now, I'm not sure what the Guardians will do, you know. Depends on how, how things go as the season goes here. You know, we have what, um, where are we at? Let's look at the standings. Guardians have played 112 games, so that means they have 50 left. And 
Yeah, so they're four and a half back right now from the Twins. Um, let's see, what were the what was the, were the Guardians playing tonight? Yeah, yeah, they're playing against the Blue Jays right now. They're losing three to one. They're playing in Cleveland. Blue Jays put on, just tacked down another run actually. Um, White Sox are beating the Yankees right now. Um, Brewers over the Rockies. Royals Red Sox are tied. What are some fun series that we have? Um, oh, that Blue Jays Guardians game is done. I'm sorry, three one is the final. There's actually not a lot of exciting series. Let's look tomorrow. I think because so, there's a travel day. Um, Nationals Phillies. That's a doubleheader tomorrow. That's kind of a fun one. Some fun pitching matchups. Ooh, Marlins Reds maybe. Maybe the Reds can start figuring out they've been on a bit of a slump. Ooh, Astros Orioles. There's a good one. Fran Rivaldo's against Grayson Rodriguez tomorrow. Um, ugh. Dodgers Diamondbacks. Maybe the Diamondbacks can get on track here. They've been really flat. Padres Mariners. Two teams that have to win but probably know their years are done. Yeah, not very fun series, but this is where you can capitalize because there's a lot of really extreme matchups, like very good teams against very poor teams. So you have opportunities to get starters in there that could feast on a team that's really struggling right now. So that's something to think about. Um, yeah, and then I was going to just pull up some players that I was looking at um, as we're going into the month of August. We, you know, we're one week in. I think I think one of the obvious guys right now for me is James Outman. He's 53% owned. He's on a very good team. He had a 4 for 4 performance today against the, the Padres. He had a he was overall he had a good series. He was um 7 for 14. Uh, I just don't see how you don't like that. He had a home run in the first game of the series in San Diego that that's just a good sign for him. And I think all signs point to him heating up. If you need an outfielder or if you just need a utility player, some sort of depth, you're looking for some guy to spark your your offense, you're like, hey, I need some offensive help. This guy can kind of do a little bit of everything, and he's on a team that allows him to succeed. And with Mookie Betts hitting really well and Freddie Freeman hitting a really incredible home run last night, by the way, I think that there's just Ahmed Rosario, too, just helping out there. I think that's just a really fun opportunity okay so James Altman he's kind of obvious I think but if he's available in your league I really do think you just keep an eye on him Um, what do we got for pitchers who did I have on my list Um, Johan Oviedo I know that he's I don't know he a lot of people gave up on him and and he wasn't getting wins but he just I mean he's been on a tear his last three starts are all wins. He went six innings against San Diego, seven innings against Detroit, and seven innings against Milwaukee. Went struck out five, five, and six. He gave up a total, I think, of two runs in those three starts. Johan can pitch. I said it earlier in the season. After a while, you just have to kind of shut up about a guy and just let people figure it out for themselves. Yeah, he had a tough time, but I really do blame the Pirates. They gave him no run support. And when you have a young pitcher that has the stuff and he's just not getting support even when they were winning, I just think that there's there's problems that come up. 
Overall, he has a 4.180 ERA. The problem is people see that he only has six wins. Three of them came in the last three starts in 131 and one-third innings pitched. And you're sitting there like, why would I pick up this guy? Like, he doesn't get wins. He can't be that good. He's got a 1.3 whip. That's pretty stinking good. I'm telling you right now, pitching, I promise you, someone out there needs pitching. I would pick up Johan Oviedo. He's on a tear right now. He's not going to have to pitch against Atlanta in this series. So you, you avoid that. I, I, I love that. He, he gets to start against the Reds, and if the Reds are still scrambling and struggling, then Johan's really got a nice shot at a fourth win in a row. Now here's another guy. We talked about him earlier in the season, and he's had a, pretty much a dreadful year. His last four starts have been very good, though, and this is the player that he is. He's 40%, 47% rostered. His name is Brady Singer. His last four starts, he's pitched eight, six, five, and eight innings. He has two wins over that stretch. His four starts, by the way, were against Tampa Bay, the Yankees, the Twins, and the Mets. Those are four good offenses. He struck out four against Tampa Bay, nine against the Yankees, and 10 against the Twins in five innings, four against the Mets. But he gave up zero runs and like two hits in that game. It was wild. Or no, I'm sorry, one. I think he gave up one hit in that game. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not one hit. Three hits, zero walks. That's what it was. His whip was .38. That's very good. Um, Yeah, so four straight starts. So since the All-Star break, he's been fantastic. He's a good pitcher. I think everybody knew that. He was getting drafted. Right, that that wasn't the issue. He was getting drafted in most leagues, uh, and he was expected to do more. Now, I I was one of those people that didn't realize that I didn't realize that the Royals were doing such a big rebuild. That was something I wasn't aware of. I liked what they had going last year, and I was like, oh, they'll take another step forward this year with Bobby Wood Jr. on their team. They're going to want to, right? And they didn't. They got a new, I think it's a new coach there this year or second year or something like that. But it, so it's just kind of tough, tough to see that happen. Um, so Brady is starting to pitch and lead that rotation. Um, and they also have, uh, you know, or I mean, we also have a guy like Chase Silseth. Um, he plays for the, for the Angels. He's had a nice little run here. I saw him pitch and, and he's missing bats like, his last start was against Seattle. He went seven innings, 12 strikeouts, gave up, I think, two runs, uh, just a few hits. Game before, he beat the Braves. Like, what What more, hey, look at me, do you need than that? So he only has four starts under his belt, 36 innings, so he was doing a little bit of long relief, I think, before that. He's 25% rostered. He's jumped up 13% in the last day. That's what happens when you beat Atlanta at home and then beat Seattle in Los Angeles. His next start uh, is against Houston, so be aware of that. Um, But this is a guy I think you take a a gamble on if you need pitching help. He's missing bats, and he's beating good lineups. Young pitcher, that and the Angels need this right now too, right? They they added a lot during the, the trade deadline, but... If they can get more and more out of him, this is very exciting. Very exciting. If you need relief help, now that Paul Seawald's out of um, out of Seattle, 
Matt Brash is getting opportunities to maybe save some games. He had to save the other day. If they have to, if they're playing a lot of close games, they're having to use, you know, this is where Matt can get some saves. Matt's going to strike out more batters than your typical reliever. He is nasty. Now, when he's off, he's very, very bad. But he's been very, very good lately and against pretty good teams. Arizona, Boston, and the Angels, you're gonna, they're going to be facing San Diego here as they travel tomorrow. Or they're traveling today and then they'll play against – they're going back home. they got San Diego and then they got Baltimore. But Matt Brash should be on your radar. He's 19% rostered. Very good player. Now, I want to get back into talking about – an individual team here as we close out, okay? Uh, the team I want to talk about is, and I didn't know if I wanted to really talk about them today, um, but we're going to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers, okay? Milwaukee has been um, kind of like the Twins. I think they've been a lot like the Twins. They, they've been... Treading water, but they have had good enough starting pitching and then in hitting in parts where they you feel pretty good about them. And they, they're kind of on a nice little... They're starting to look more like the Brewers. Um, they're starting to look like they're going to be ready for the postseason. I can't imagine them not um, being in the postseason. They have, um, you know, Devin Williams, who's phenomenal, Joey Piamps. Um, you know, they have some really nice relievers. And then they have some really nice um, starting pitching, okay? They have, um, of course, Corbin Burns, Wade Miley, Brandon Woodruff, um, who is back now, I believe, right? Brandon's, Brandon's back. Is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, you returned on just the other day. This is big, big news. And he lost the game, but it was because his team didn't score runs, really, right? Uh, he's getting to face the Chicago White Sox his next start, so you love that. Brennan uh, threw 85 pitches. He struck out nine in five innings. I think you like that, right? If you held on to him... And I think most people did. He's still 96% rostered. So I think people just slapped that IL tag on him and just let things ride. Of course, Freddie Peralta is your other, uh, is your is your starter that's going tonight. And Freddie's been uh, pretty good. Pretty good, honestly. A lot of strikeouts. Um, he's kind of, he's got a higher strikeout rate than, than his uh, battery mate, or not battery mate, but his uh, fellow pitcher on the team, um, um, Corbin Burns got a higher rate, so Freddie's been Freddie's been good, and he had a nice nice game tonight against uh, Colorado. He's got 13 strikeouts already. Which is he still pitching in that game? He's against the Rockies right now. He's still in the game, so he could. I think if he goes over 13, that's the most on the season for him. Now you're thinking to yourself, okay, you said Burns, Miley, Woodruff, Peralta. Where's our other starter? Well, right now, I, I'm not totally sure what they're doing with that. Because um, Colin Ray, didn't he... I thought I had this. 
because uh, Colin Rhea, I don't know how to say his name. Colin Rhea, Rhea, Rhea. He's like not, isn't he out out? Oh, it's Hauser. Hauser's their, their fifth starter. So Adrian Hauser is, has four wins. Um, he's only 7% rostered. He's got a high whip, but he just had a nice start against Pittsburgh. He gets to play against Colorado on Wednesday. I really think, I don't know. I really think Hauser could be a guy down the stretch here as this team kind of continues to get better. The thing that you see with Hauser is you kind of kind of look at, at trends with him. Okay. So he has a bad start and a good start. Um, relief spot ultimately. And then he has a good start against the Mets, good start against the Cubs, okay start against Cincinnati, pretty good start against Atlanta, honestly. Then a really bad start against Atlanta. These back-to-back, I'm telling you, you got to watch out for these pitchers. The way that they have these schedules set up against these teams, like um, how it's not a divisional team, like Atlanta, they have that home series, and then they have a, a series against someone else, and then they have another series against that team. And more often than not, then a guy like Hauser is going to face the Braves twice then in that. And the problem is, I have seen more often than, I mean, like, it's going to be a crazy high percentage of t- of pitchers that struggled mightily in that second start against that team in no, you know, in back-to-back starts. It's just not good. I, I'd, I'd like to see MLB change the scheduling next year because that is yucky. It's been bad for most of my pitchers this year in fantasy, and that's where Hauser's real bad mark recently like since, you know, May has been, it was, you know, he had a bad start against Oakland. But since that, since June 9th, his really only bad start is against Atlanta. And that was on the second start, and that was in Atlanta. Good luck. Well, he just had a really great start and got the win against Pittsburgh on the third. He's got Colorado on Wednesday. I just think with this team, the way they're trending upwards – and they're going to be playing really hard and I think really good baseball because they have the Cubs chomping at their heels. and The Cubbies look really good right now too. But, I, re- you know, Cincinnati's game back. Cubbies are game and a half. I think still Milwaukee has the edge because they just have better starting pitching, but they've had a really tough time on the offensive side of things. This has been their... Um, I mean, really, Achilles healed. Is there any? They got to be one of the worst teams for runs scored in the league. Um, yeah, I mean they have 474 runs scored, and they have one of the lowest runs allowed in this in the league, and they just can't score. And I remember at the beginning of the season, it looked like Milwaukee had what it took to have a really nice offense. They had some really exciting guys. You had I, I even picked up Bryce Terang. I thought Bryce was such a fun player and and you know they had uh Brian Anderson was was having a nice season and then they really tapered off. And one of the bright spots for them and one of the reasons that they're hanging in there is one of their guys has returned to form and it's really I don't know, it feels good. Is Christian Yelich is playing like Christian Yelich. 
He's just having a phenomenal season. I think he's going to win comeback player of the year. Maybe he's not, maybe he wasn't bad enough in the past for that to happen. But in my opinion, that's, that's the case. Like, in my opinion, he's, I think last year he had too good of numbers because he is a, you know, he's like, a, he's typically, was he, is he the leadoff guy for them? Yeah, he's the leadoff guy for them. So I think that, like, last year he had 99 runs scored, even though he didn't have, like, you know, he kind of had that trend up. But this year is like, wow, Christian Yelich, you forget. This guy can just do it all. He's he's just He just does it all. And that's why he's the 13th ranked uh, guy overall in Yahoo. Now, there's a huge fall off in their offense. Um, you know, part of it is you have guys like Garrett Mitchell, who's who's on the IL. Um, I think he's is Garrett out for the season, and he was one of their young guys. Like he was, he was, he was going to be like he's like the next superstar type of guy for them. Tyrone Taylor has has struggled. Um, you know, Jemiah Jones is is he down back down in the minors? Yeah, he got optioned. Yeah, but they optioned him because they acquired Carlos Santana. Now, Carlos Santana, how good of a year has the old boy had? Really, like he's such a fun player. He's I've watched him for years. He's been the you know in the AL Central for a lot of years, so I've gotten to watch Carlos a lot, and he's a very fun player to watch. Now you have guys like Willie Adamas, who's a great player, but Willie's only hitting two hundred one. Joey Weimer, guy they're kind of leaning on hitting two twelve. Owen Miller's been been a bit of a bright spot just as an all-around type guy. But, you know, I think Owen, what is he? He's not even he's not even active right now, right? He's in AAA. I think it's because he went from being the star to really doing nothing. And they got they picked up Mark Canna. Um, I think that that's a huge deal for them, although he has not been very good since moving over to Milwaukee and Milwaukee needs to score runs they need to score runs plain and simple they have the pitching to go ways and at least win a playoff series in my opinion that's how good their pitching is I think I think most people understand that Um, they're getting to play against like the Rockies tonight so that that helps matters they're going to go against Freeland tomorrow um, Wade Miley on the mound then Wednesday we got that Hauser start against Flexen and then uh they head to Chicago and face the White Sox, and I really like that for the Brewers. So the Brewers, I think, are in a good position now. It's a matter of finding so, some bat is going to heat up other than Christian Yelich. And I think part of that has to do with you looking at them, looking at this lineup and saying, who's going to hit? Now, I'm someone in one of my leagues, I I was I did have William Contreras. He's their catcher. He's, the, he's their second best hitter ultimately overall, right? But it's just there's so... Like, there's got to be somebody. And then come September call-ups, that's another thing. We're going to talk about that end of the month. We're going to kind of get into September call-ups and guys that could be, that you really need to kind of keep an eye on. Um, but there's going to be guys that hit for this team and are going to get on hot streaks. Really be looking out for that. We know the pitching is there. I really encourage you to keep an eye on Hauser. And if they have maybe a potential sixth-type starter guy, uh, maybe look into that. I just think um, this is a very interesting team. We know what they do well. We know what they don't do well. 
If they can get the bats going, you had a guy like uh, um, Bryce Terang hit a home run tonight. That's important for him. He's a spark plug type guy. I'd like to see Bryce get going because he's a lot of fun to watch. And he can steal some bags too. Um, I don't know. Uh, Joey Weimer. Uh, I don't know. This team's so confusing when you watch him. You're like, who's good? Why don't they? Because you know, they can look so good some nights, top to bottom in that lineup. You're like, whoa, yeah, this is what's exciting. They're a very exciting team when they get going. And they'd been on a bit of a losing streak, but I think that they're going to figure it out because they got Brandon Woodruff back now. And I think if they can start hitting, then, and that's why they picked up Mark Canna. But I think that they have a plan, and I think that this team is better equipped than the other NL Central teams, maybe other than the Cubs, because that Cubs lineup is so good. And if Justin Steele can continue to pitch the way he's pitching, which we're going to talk about the Cubbies here down the road, they're going to be kind of a team to keep an eye on. But, um, but other than that, I, I think I want to kind of end on that note. And I told you what I, what I thought about to keep an eye on and, and all that. And I think that there's opportunity out there. There's Well, I know there's opportunity out there, and I think you know there's opportunity out there to pick up some guys that are just being slept on and then just guys that are going to heat up and just inevitably have a last great two months of the year. It happens every season. Guys you didn't see coming, you're like, whoa, where was that all year? And they finally figure it out. They just, some guys thrive in those last couple months. Something clicks. Just kind of have your head on a swivel. Be looking around. Know, know what's happening in the league. And you can steal weeks right now if you're doing better on the waiver wire or if you're running the right guys. Really reach out to me at Adam for Baseball on Twitter. Um, I think there's just, I'd love to hear what what you're looking to do or what's worked for you. If you have any questions, uh, please just ask and uh, let me know if there's something you want me to talk about here before September. Um, and because I'm kind of starting to just look into September call-up stuff. And that's kind of where my mind's at right now. So it's where my research is at. But also, I'm starting up college, my last year of that, here um, in two weeks. So um, these next couple of weeks is where I'm going to be able to have time to really press into something a little different. Other than that, it'll be that last month of the year and then into winning your leagues. Um, anyway, have a wonderful week. Have a beautiful summer, late summer week. and Just enjoy this time of the year. Talk to you later.